So Perry, you found your way onto the podcast. You're you're fully masked. It, it, it's great to see you again. Um, thanks for joining us. This is hour twenty one uh, of twenty four, and I I feel as fresh and 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 sensual and and all of that as I did in hour one. It's just I'm just not as aware of the things that are coming out my mouth at this point. So, uh, did you two have beards before you started? No, I I was I was <laughs> clean shaven. Uh, the, yeah, th this was. Hold on, now, let me show you a picture of myself before we started. Um, it was uh, this. Is, this is before we started. I I had absolutely no facial hair whatsoever. Um, let me see where is it here. Yeah, I was the guy on the right. There you go. <laughs> and and now and now I look like this, which which I wish I didn't. But um, it's good to see you again. I think the last time we had you on the podcast, we had some technical issues and, and we were able to hear you, but not see you. So, um, that was a result. And, 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 <laughs> and, and speaking of seeing you, it, it, it's been a, a pleasure, I, an unexpected pleasure because I, I don't often watch the video content on arsenal.com, but this preseason we, you know, I, I did take out the second mortgage and, and I watched a couple of the games uh on arsenal.com and and it was great to see uh to see you in studio and calling the games i mean that's it's uh to, to what is the extent of your arsenal gig right now i mean are, I, I know that you're obviously doing the legends tours and 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 have those started back up but uh you're you're, you're kind of a you're, you're the the ainsley maitland niles of, of arsenal representatives right now you're able to do it all oh yeah thing is you're better to be um quite good a lot lot of things rather than very good at one thing do you know what I mean? So you're better off being able to spread yourself quite evenly. So um, as you said there, I've been doing a couple of co-coms. I did the um, behind-closed-doors uh, game at London Coney against Watford, where I saw the Congo play for the first time, and he was very, very impressive. You know, even though it's a friendly, you can still gauge if someone believes that uh, they should be at Arsenal. And he, he could be a brilliant addition to that centre midfield area. And then I did the Chelsea game. Obviously, our first game with fans. Uh, back at the uh, at the Emirates, I think there's 25,000 there. And to be quite honest, we could have got beat six or seven three, and then in the end we could have drawn two two because obviously Willett came on, and it's, it, that was a really weird one, chaps. Because <clears throat> I'm not for VAR. I'm I'm against VAR. I don't like the way it stops the flow of the game. I don't like where it gets involved and uh, you know sort of counsels out goals and whatever. But it was amazing. Everybody around me, as soon as Willett's shot hit the underside of crossbar, came down and went out, everybody was screaming for VAR. I went, well, hold on a minute, you can't, you can't have it both ways. Do you know what I mean? Even if we don't score a goal, then, you know, I'm, I'm all right with it. So I'm um, just very lucky, very lucky to be um, back to some sort of normality, which is great. Um, very lucky to work for Arsenal TV. You know, I get, I get paid to watch my team. So, you know, how's your luck? And, and and you know, and I always we we've asked. Uh, I think Stuart Robson's been in this position before. I think Adrian Clark has certainly been in this position before. Um, and uh, you know, when you work for Arsenal TV, the question is: Are you given the flexibility to be critical if need be? And I and and what I've seen and heard from from your commentary so far is that you you know you you seem to be given that flexibility. And if you haven't been given that flexibility, you take it anyway. <laughs> well, but the thing is. Um... I've always been given that flexibility, uh, but probably <laughs> about three or four years ago, I was banned from Arsenal TV for about three years because the people in charge at the time thought I was uh, a little bit too critical. You know, they thought now that, that happened I to Stuart as well, right? I yeah. mean, I think, well, he, I, think I wasn't. I, I wasn't. Ban is still going on. 
Yeah, but I wasn't quite on Robbo's level, to be fair, because he went on an anti-Arsene Wenger like yeah. ramp for about two or three years. And I was like, calm down, Robbo. What he's done for our club has been ma magnificent, you know. So, um, But I think what you have to do, obviously, it is Arsenal TV. So quite rightly, you should be Arsenal biased because it's, you know, it's our vehicle, which is all our supporters are watching. But you've still got to be um, honest. And as long as you're... Uh, my my criticism is constructive, then and I, I don't get a problem with it. So no one's ever said under the new regime who's in charge, um, you can't say this, you can't say that, you know, don't mention about different subjects. So, um, and I think sometimes maybe because I'm a gooner, um, you know, going back from my, my family and Uncle Vic and his father and my granddad, maybe I'm, you, you're um, even more... Um, demanding of your team. Do you know what I mean? So maybe there's sometimes you get you criticize maybe too much because you want us to do so well and win so badly. But um but we we've heard that's that a good thing though because you want it to be authentic. That's why they have people like you on there and not someone like me. You want someone who's lived it their whole life and played for the squad. And I understand where they don't want you to be super critical of the team, but there's that authenticity there that people know you know what you're talking about and there's just a, a genuineness to what you're saying and it's not you know, coming off as trying to bash the club because you obviously love Arsenal and want them to play well. So I, I love when there's, you know, kind of the latitude for you to just give an honest opinion because that's exactly what it is. And that's what those, that's what we want when we watch shows like that, I think. Yeah. I mean, if, it, it, if, if Arsenal really do control the content on, even on their channel too much, I mean, it, it's going to come across because look, unless we're playing perfect football for, for you to go on there and, and, and act like it's perfect football would just be disingenuous. It would, it would really lower your reputation and it would lower Arsenal's reputation because it would be so obvious that that's what's going on. The thing is like you lose your credibility. That right. that's the, the whole thing mm -hmm. is credibility. And then I, I'm watching the same games as what all the fans are watching. Now maybe I can understand why players do certain things or make certain mistakes or technically what the problem is. Uh, but I must admit there's one thing that I would be, very critical of it. If I can tell if any of our players aren't giving it 100%, and I've been critical in the past before, and there's one thing that you could say with Mikhail Teta, even though he's lost his way a little bit last season and uh, maybe tactically, you know, he's a little bit sort of, uh, I don't know if naive the word, he's learning his trade, basically, um, mm -hmm. and some of the teams that he's picked. But one thing I like with Arteta is he will not accept anything less than 100%. So mm -hmm. you know from us at the moment, sometimes the quality is lacking in different areas or to find a decision, but everybody's given everything and they're trying to implement the manager's ideas. So he's just, you know, changing that culture around slowly. As I said before, there was a little period, especially at the end of Arsene Wenger's tenure and the end of Unai Emery's when he lost his way, there were players that were going through the motions. And that's the one thing, not just his Arsenal, but obviously it bothers me more. You're getting paid basically to, um, do the, the thing that you love and you're getting paid for your hobby. So it's, the least you can expect is that you give blood, sweat and tears for that football club. In fact, you're, you're both Jared fan, Mike, you're, fan, you're both fans. You'll forgive people for inadequacies if they're giving everything. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Not, not every Arsenal fan will do that these days, but but yes, absolutely. And, <laughs> and you know, if for some reason Arsenal do go into that 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 kind of state TV thing and they and 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 they they put you on the on the on the side again, there's always Colchester TV to go back to, right? To be fair, you have got a problem. I've got Dagenham Redbridge TV. I've got Canvey Island TV. I don't think Southampton TV 
probably be as welcoming, like considering I was a complete waste of money. But I keep telling everybody, it's like 375 grand a goal. You know, I think compared to Shevchenko, that's that's not bad value, to be honest. That, that, yeah, that, that, that works. Canvey Island, uh, that, that's a great pull, 1995. Um, Canvey Island, here's one for you, chaps, right? I'd retired and I, I went, I started playing for Dagenham Redbridge on a Saturday. They were in, which is now obviously um, the National League. So, and we were getting, I know the tax man's not listening, no, he's, not, he's right. We were getting cash in hand on a Saturday, which is great, you know, for that's your drinking sort of money. And it was good, good money, about 300 quid, I think. Um, that didn't work out very well uh, because Dave Cusack, the manager, had all of his own sort of cronies around him. So I, I'm like, I'm not enjoying this, I'm off. I went and started playing for Canvey Island because my, my mate was playing up front, Roy McDonough. Again, just as a laugh, they were in like the old Isthmian League third division, wherever it was. Again, nice bit of money. So I played, we won the first game uh, 2-1. He took me off after 65, 70 minutes, and I'm playing centre field. Think, what's all that about? Because again, he had his mates around him. Second game, we draw into, we're winning two nil. He took me off again with 70 minutes. We drew two two. So I went to see him, and uh, I wasn't very happy, obviously, because even when I'm playing that, and I'm, but you still want to win, you still give it everything. You can't help that that attitude inside you. So I said, "What the hell is that all about?" His name was uh, with Jeff. I said, "Jeff, what's all that about, mate?" He, I said, "That's ridiculous. You took me off. You cost us the game." We was controlling it, tune you up. Two, two. He said, we're well, not being funny, uh, Perry. He said, you look like you was blowing a little bit towards the end. I went, no, I was all right. I said, you need someone to keep the ball. He went, yeah, and if I'm being overcritical, he went, you look like you're a little bit heavy. You could do losing some weight, right? <laughs> Jeff King, the manager, was 23 stone. <laughs> so I looked at him and just went, I think that's the big fella up there telling me, that my football is someone who's 23 stone is telling me that I'm a little bit too overweight. I, I got the subliminal message. I went, no, nah, you're done. And that was it. That was the last time I played for Canvey. I quite enjoyed my time there, actually. But, um, yeah, I wasn't taking that from someone who's like twice my body shape. That's and, funny. I and, think uh, all of us in, in regular life experience that you go to the doctor and they say, yeah, you know, you could stand to lose five or ten pounds. And you look at them and they're considerably heavier than you are. It's kind of yeah. like. No one's, no one's ever, I've never been in that position where someone <laughs> told me to lose five or 10 pounds and was heavier than I was. Um, but uh, they told me to lose five or 10 pounds and then, and then do it again and then again and again. Uh, I want to ask you something real quick because this has become relevant. I don't want you to tell the story, but do I, re- am I remembering correctly that you told a story about uh, you in a, in a phone booth and David Rocastle? Oh, yes. No, that was uh, up at um, Largs, a training uh, camp at the beginning of the season. Hold hold that because because there there may be somebody coming on who who might want to hear that story in about 20 minutes or so. So I just wanted to make sure I have my memory correct because, I mean, fortunately, we've we've heard so many great stories from so many great people. But, uh, yeah, hold that. So Um, how are you two guys keeping – so you're in the last, what, how long you got to go? Four hours? Uh, three, a little under four now. So, yeah, there's there's three hours and forty seven minutes left. Uh, so what has it been? Now. Expressos, Red Bull. Well, Mike's had it oh, much no, tougher than me. Bull. Yeah, I've kind of taken shifts. I did just a couple hours last night, and then the last four this morning. So I'm, you know, just woken up, Perfect. nice and fresh. I've had yeah. some sleep. Mike's, uh, Mike's the one who's marathoning this whole thing. So yeah, kudos you know, to you. I'm not sure I could do it. I'm I'm the stunt man. I, I I'm like you know someone someone's gotta gotta do this and and uh, and and go the entire uh, the, the entire twenty four. So that's Mike. I made a career out of being a stunt man. Trust me. Just filling in for other people. It's not it's not a bad skill. 
No, you know, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do anything for, for a good cause, and I, I think this is a pretty good cause. And speaking yeah, of which, um, mm -hmm. we are, we are now at four thousand eight hundred and thirty-three dollars of a goal of five thousand dollars for this potathon. Uh, we're, we're so close to reaching the goal, and you know, again, with four hours left, I feel pretty good about it. But, uh, but four thousand eight hundred thirty-three dollars out of a, a, a total of five for the entire uh campaign so far this year with the other events that we've run we are probably now close to 14 or fifteen thousand dollars overall and uh and i can't thank uh thank you enough i'd love to hit the five thousand dollar mark real real soon uh and thank you to all that donated at the end of this hour we will be drawing uh the winner of of our final ruth beck art print uh from the arsenal and um and and it's uh it, it's this one it's a corner flag from uh, looks like from the Emirates. Uh, Ruth Beck is a great local artist in in North London, and uh, and this will go to uh, to somebody who uh, who has donated to us. And then uh, for the final three hours, we have Super Kevin Campbell coming on next to, uh, and he's going to sign a shirt, uh, new personalized Arsenal kit, and then the uh, the FA Cup winning uh, squad, the 2019-20 uh, first team signed shirt. Speaking of things that have been given Mike, away. On, on all your stuff you've got, I'd like to donate if some, someone wants to bid for it now or you want to do it in an auction, which way you do it. Because you mentioned their tours at the Emirates, uh, the Legends tours. So they're just starting, um, hopefully in the next month or so. So I'll donate one of my tours um, and they can choose whichever. When the dates go up, on obviously on the website, you can choose your date. Come round um, with me on the tour, obviously with some uh, other Arsenal fans, and then I'll have a couple of pints with uh so it's two for two Perry, so this, this, that's this amazing is, I, I was i was literally just about to ask you this i was gonna put you on the spot but you've saved me from having to do that because in our auction last year um you know shortly mm -hmm. after the time where where uh where my friend rick and i had actually gone on a legends tour with you um i then bugged you out by your car to sign a shirt for this and you became uh you know aware of each other and then i think mark brindle put us together for a yes. podcast appearance but um at that time, you came up with the idea of, I mean, I was just talking about, you know, hey, can I give away a couple Legends tours with with, with you? Um, and you came up with the idea of going out for for pints afterwards, which that we, we decided to call it the Perry Groves experience. I mean, I've been on so many tours of, of the Emirates that I that, that you know, I, I literally I, I could walk around that place with my eyes closed. I mean, I don't I, I don't mean to sound jaded, but like it, it, it's. But but the tour led by Perry Grove, you will you will hear things that probably Arsenal might not want you to hear. Uh, but excellent, amazing stories, entertaining time. But like literally going out to a, I don't know which pub you're going to or or whether you're just going to drink in the parking in the parking garage. Uh, but having a couple pints with you that that could get to be an extremely priceless adventure. And, yeah, there's, uh, um, there's a couple of pubs around the Emirates we can go to. So I mean, I, um, I can see the Tolly wanting to be a, a part of that. Uh, it, but, Tollington. Uh, yep, just yeah. where you go underneath the bridge on the left-hand side. Absolutely. So, so, um, so if uh, we do have a winner, by the way, I mean, right, the, the the winner of the the Perry Groves experience last year, his name is Mark Mertz. He's a great, great guy who started a supporters club chapter in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I, I, I told him you were going to be on today and encouraged him to come in and have a chat, but, uh, but he's, you know, it's, it's nine 15 in the morning. I think he had something for work, but we've been just waiting for COVID to kind of, to, to, to be over. But uh, so, so you may end up having two winners Perfect. back to back, but, 
Yeah. But Perry, that is fantastic. And and we will, we're going to put that in the overall Gooner raffle. So if you've entered for this event and you didn't win, or even if you did win, your, your, your entry still move forward to the overall Gooner raffle. That's going to be later this summer. Uh, once I recover from this, uh, this experience over the last couple of days. Um, so, uh, so you have a chance to win that, but Perry, you, you, you saved me having to bug you for it. Uh, and I no truly problem. appreciate that. Because- and by the way, it's, um, not optional a few pints afterwards. It's compulsory. Even if I have to get people in the headlock, you'll be coming for a couple of Moretti's in a Moretti Chalice. It's not that, optional. That that's, is, uh, that's why we call it the Perry Groves experience. You may get <laughs> wrestled into a pub after yeah, the exactly. tour. And, and I feel like after a couple of pints, it might turn into more than a couple of pints, but that's, that's, that's not there you are no guarantees. It's impossible. Okay. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that that that's fantastic, and I can't I can't wait to put that up for auction again uh, or up for for raffle. So, um, any questions uh, for uh, for Perry in the chat? I mean, we uh, I think we've 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 got from from S. Irvine. What's your favorite tipple? Perry? What the thing is, I had a uh, a little tipple obviously a little drink very posh as tipple would you like a tipple sir yes so it's normally a tipple would be like a sherry or you know um a creme de month or whatever but by that it means drink so it's definitely i'm i'm, I'm definitely route one like um i'm a lager person so whether it's moretti whether it's san miguel whether it's peroni um but there's there's one criteria that i have that any place that i go into is a moretti has to be in moretti chalice a san miguel has to be in a san miguel chalice a prony has that's to be how pubs work place. over that like, like you never see that over here and my i think it was my my daughter or my wife uh said when we were over in london recently like do you ever notice how all the all the beers are poured into the specific glass for the beer and i actually had never paid that close attention i was too busy getting the thing down my gullet uh, but like, yeah, they do that most of the places. No, it's it's the law. It's uh, even though it was a European, even though we're out of Europe now, because there's one thing that really peeves me. If you go into a bar or a pub and there's a young, uh, like bar person, and they put it like a Peroni or a Moretti in a normal pint glass, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! You haven't been working here very long. I said that that's against the law. What you've just done there, and they sort of look at me with a, and I said, well, what, what's the difference? I said it tastes differently. It tastes different. It has to be in the right glass. And they go, I don't, no, I don't agree with you. I said, okay, do you, and I, my analogy is, do you drink tea? And they'll say, yeah, I have a cup of tea. I said, right, when you have a cup of tea, do you have it in a china cup or mug or do you have it in a plastic? Oh, china all the time. Why don't you have it in a plastic cup? Tastes different. There you go. Same product, different uh, sort of vehicle to put it in. Tastes completely different. You you brought funny. up an excellent thing that triggers me on something else, and and I and I I hope I already know what the answer to this is. But speaking of tea, um, if you need to he- heat up water very quickly for for uh, for, for tea, and you uh, you decide to take a large glass, fill it with water, and put it in a microwave, have you just? I mean, is that illegal as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you have to boil. You have to boil the kettle, or um, you've got different um, apparatus now where you don't have to put it in a kettle. You just like press the button, it boils, takes it to like 90, doesn't even have to be 100 degrees, it'll be like 96, 97, but no, you're, you're, you're heaving there, Mike, you don't put put it in. I, in I, I got in so much trouble with the world uh, on social media because I posted, I, I was on this, uh, keyword being was, but I was uh, 
I, I was on this diet that involved uh, powdered soups uh, with with warm water for yeah. uh, for a little while and or, or hot water, and I took a video of myself uh, heating up water in the microwave. I didn't do <gasps> much of it. I wasn't I wasn't doing it to take the piss out of anybody. That's just what we do over here. And um, I mean, I've never I I've had you know posts as the gerbil i've had the post that arsenal retweet i've never had such a strong reaction in a negative way to something as when i tweeted that video of me heating water in a microwave you don't mess about of english in their tea no it doesn't work you don't, you don't that the hard way that's that's sacrosanct yeah, i mean i'm american and i don't think i've ever heated water in the microwave I mean, I, I, I never knew anything other than that. I, you know, I, and, and, and so within a week I had purchased this on Amazon and it's the greatest thing I've ever, I've ever owned in my life. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not the traditional, cause when I thought of kettle, I was thinking of the little, you know, the, the, like the teacup thing from the thing uh, whistling on the stove from, from beauty and the beast, you know, the thing that like, like that started singing and dancing and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not getting one of those. I'm not standing over the stove. I, 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 I need this to be able to be done as I'm doing something else. Cause I like the multitask. Do you know uh, what, but, you know how modern life like is getting quicker people now. It's too long for a kettle to boil, which takes probably four minutes. Yeah. Now people are like, no, no, it's too long. I, I need my, I need my boiling water in 30 seconds. I'm not wasting my time. And Cy Anvesh uh, would like you to tell him off, please. Cy, you're a very, very bad person. You do not put <laughs> your water in a microwave, mate. Yeah, you can, I mean, I'm not, I'm not having you in here. I'm, in fact, I'm blocking you right now because I, I seem to like to hit the block, but no, I'm just kidding. I think I'm what Cy needs to do, Cy needs to boil some water in a kettle so it's pure, let it get colder, and then cleanse himself with that water. To wash all that that dirty thoughts away about put it into dirty microwave water. So just cleanse yourself, side. So you're gonna have a tea kettle baptism this morning. Exactly, wherever yeah. Hell is in the world. So, yeah. so what happens if somebody donates to the very noble cause that we are representing here? Is is helping uh, an incredible cause, wins the Perry Grove experience, and then discloses to you after a couple of pints or after one pint that that he or she boils water in a microwave. Is, is the experience over, and uh, am I due uh, uh, having to refund them for whatever they, well, they I think um, we'd have to sit down probably over another couple of pints, and <laughs> I'd have to re-educate said person. Well, because you do have the opportunity. It's like, it's like you know, do, do you cast away a person who, who's, who's, who's on, going down the wrong path in life, or do you try to, to oh, help you bring them, them back. and mold them? Oh, no, you have, to, you have to bring them back from the abyss. You bring them back from the darkness, from the black hole that they're disappearing down with their microwave water, and you bring them back into civilization, and then they will, they will find it that um, they've been redeemed. And uh, redemption can be uh, a, a magnificent eye-opener. Well, I, I like that answer because, you know, you, you don't seem like the type of person to just cast people uh, astray just because they've made a simple mistake. And uh, just like the, the world of Twitter did with me uh, when I uh, when I made that mistake. So, But uh, the world of Twitter was familiar with you. They've been looking for a reason for years to just yeah, pile on you. That probably contributed a little bit. Th there are so many reasons why uh, I probably should be canceled. Uh, that wasn't the one that I expected to be the reason that I got canceled. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, boiling water in the microwave was that. So, so was you unfollowed on Twitter? Yeah, I went. I went. The outraged. I think interestingly never enough, I, when 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 Arsenal, when the official Arsenal Twitter account retweeted me uh, 
for holding an Arsenal sign at a professional wrestling event that got on uh, national television or international television. We went from like a thousand to six thousand followers. When I posted the microwave thing, I was down to like four hundred followers. <laughs> it just, and, and, and and now I know why Perry Groves. The one thing you don't do is Twitter. Yes, hundred percent. I'm I'm not on. Or Twitter. do you have shadow accounts that I mean, like, like like are you really not on Twitter? No, not at all. No, no. I Good if you, um man. if someone uh, wants to tell me what they think and they brave enough to turn me to my face, then that's not a problem. But I'm not giving any power to people in a little room somewhere who want to uh, put their misery onto other human beings. Um, that's not my thing. And maybe it's an old, maybe I'm too old for it, but... No, uh, you're too smart for it is what you I think are, we're all too that. old for it in reality. It should be a teenage thing, probably. Yeah, but the only thing as well is because I... as Well, there's that. And there's the other thing is I might tweet something that I think is really funny... But when you read it, it's not in the right context. And there's, you know, there's an outrage to say at the moment. And I just think, no, I'm not really going to put myself in that position. And the other thing as well, these a lot of the players now, we know there's, on just on a little serious note, um, there's a big mental health issue with, you know, a lot of players, uh, not just footballers, but people in sight in general. And I do talk sport, obviously, um, and are privileged to do it. And they have their own Twitter feed on, when you're in the studio. And... What I've found is, which I don't read it now unless I have to for the show, you can, out of 100 tweets, you could have 98, 99 that are complimentary, uh, you know, and uh, even if they're having a go at you, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek and funny and banter, what they call it. You could have one or two that are particularly nasty and vitriolic, and they're the two that stay in your head. 100%. Exactly, exactly what it is. And, mm-hmm. and I don't believe people say they don't, because there's a lot of uh, modern-day footballs now, as soon as the game's finished, and as soon as the manager's given their debrief, you know, and they've had that, they go straight to the phones to see what everybody's saying about them and see what people think of the way they played. Now, if you don't know the way that you played and the manager hasn't told you why you played, no disrespect. Why are you going to worry about who says people they want to spread their bile anyway? So it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, you can't have it both. If you're doing it, you have to take the rough with a smooth, unfortunately. It's an incredibly well-adjusted attitude, and, and I would recommend highly uh, that, that you – I mean, you've got enough ways to promote whatever you're doing, whether it's a book or, or an appearance or anything like that. Uh, don't get on Twitter because it's accessible. Um, well, the other thing what I, I do, Mark, what I, I sort of – a similar thing. I'm lucky enough I do after dinner speaking, you know, going to football clubs, you know, when they have their gala dinners and whatever, and do probably about 35, 40 minutes. And try and be a little bit sort of um, – insightful trying to be like funny uh, there's one thing i did learn actually on my after dinners don't ever let the comedian go on before you because i did that on my first one the comedian went on and completely rocked the joint everybody's laughing i'm sitting there thinking right this is gonna be a tough one everybody's <laughs> mad and i've got to keep that standard so because it's the comedian's job to make everybody laugh so i make sure one that's always on my rider that by the way i go on before the comedian but um but when I do them, you normally get, you know, good reaction, which is fine. There could be 250 people in a, uh, a room, like 25 tables of 10. And everybody could be like, there could be two on the front table or the middle table, two people not laughing. And they're the two that you look at and you think, oh, this isn't going very well. And I had an experience of that afterwards. And people come up and ask for autographs. And a bloke come up, he went, he said, oh, Perry, I love that. And he was one of the ones that wasn't really laughing. I said, oh, I said, Oh, really? I said, because you didn't look like you was laughing. He went, no, no. He said, I was just concentrating 
and looking at you, I didn't want to miss any of your stories. He said, I didn't have time to laugh. That's, so, that's, uh, that, that's quick thinking by that person. That is, yeah. So whether he was talking, you know, right or not, but even then, out of that room, and when you come away from the gig afterwards and you think, oh, that went okay, that, they're the two that it, it not not the 248 people were laughing their heads off. And, I, and Bob Mills is a very good friend of mine. He's a stand-up comedian I do talk sport with. And he's been doing the comedy circuit for years and years and years and been on TV. And he said the comedian is exactly the same. He said that when they go on stage, they could be rocking it. If they spot a couple of people that ain't laughing, they're the ones that yeah. say it's, it's human nature. It's in human insecurities. That's the way that our brain, unfortunately, is, is made to work. It is. And and uh, and I'm going to take the opportunity now to add somebody to our podcast. Perry, I, I told you to keep a story in the in the in the front of your mind for a little bit later in the podcast. I want to bring on someone who who's become a great friend, um, someone who is in a, a part of a wonderful, wonderful family. Uh, Ryan Rocastle, welcome back to the hey, podcast. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Good morning, Ryan. Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm, I'm well. Thank you. Good and, to uh, see you. You too. I, 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 I love. I mean, I, this is becoming a habit now. I, I'm putting you together with your with your uncles from uh, from your dad's uh, from your dad's uh, team. But I was, I it, it occurred to me when you said that uh, you know when we needed to move your time around a little bit that coming on with Perry would be great because Perry told a story the last time he was on the podcast about about your father because you know anytime I talk to you know folks from that era at Arsenal and and you know again I've been blessed uh, Lee Dixon and. And 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 Alan Smith and Michael Thomas and Perry Groves and and uh, um, even um, you know talking to Amy Lawrence uh, from a from a journalistic standpoint. You're brilliant, Amy. Very very good. Very. I good. I and and she did send in a, a, a hello. She she regretfully is uh, is 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 on holiday and couldn't make it today. But uh, she you know we always talk about the impression that your dad made uh, on the team and and. Uh, uh, and, and Perry told a hilarious story last time, and I, I hope you can. Uh, I, I know you're pretty good at retelling stories the right way. So, but the uh, thing is, like uh, Ryan, with your dad, like everybody loved Rocky. Like he, he was, he was a bit annoying, and you know, he was like unbelievably handsome, unbelievably great bloke, unbelievable like footballer. You know, he had everything going for him. And you think, oh, come on, there must be something wrong, and there never was. But he was the first person when I signed for the Gooners. Uh, in uh, September 4th, 86. And your dad was uh, a star then in the England under-21s and everybody knew who Rocky Rowcastle was. And I was just a gingerhead nobody from Colchester, basically. And I was going training with all these massive stars like Charlie Nicholas, Viv Anderson, Kenny Sansom, David Lewisie, Rocky was in there, Tony Adams. And George Graham let me train with the first team on that Friday and we were playing the other mob up the road on the Saturday. And um, so we were taking set pieces. Um, and as you know, Ryan, our set pieces, we were very, very strict. And George was very, very dictatorial about our set piece we did. So I was taking with your dad over on the, uh, like from the left wing, bend him in the right foot. And I ate a couple, which were quite good. And your dad sort of snapped it, booked a couple, and didn't miss the, uh, didn't miss the first one. Like so I'm going, great ball, Dave, great ball, Dave, brilliant ball. Dave. I'm trying to be everybody's mate. David, what a ball that is. Oh, they're not making the right runs. All right. And he just looked at me out about five minutes and he, and he, called, he always called me Purse. He said, Purse, shut up. He said, I'm having an absolute nightmare. And he said, and by the way, leave off with the David, will you? He said, you're not my teacher. He said, my name's Rocky. I went, but I don't know you. Though. He said, you do now. You know Rocky. You know me as right. I went, okay, that's fine. Fast forward the, the beginning of the next season, 
Yeah. Obviously, Dad plays like right wing, and that was my position from coach. So I was a right winger, and I was looking at your dad, thinking, oh, "I've got to go. I've got to go. Some to get in the team above him." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The only thing I had over him was a long throw, so that was that was pretty good. But we was at Largs on a pre-season uh, tour uh, up in Scotland, and in the old days, this sounds how old we are. There was no mobile phones; it was just pay phones. So you could, if you want your phone, your mum, your dad, your missus, your girlfriend, whatever, it's your pay phone. So. The gaffer, George, had said, right, we've got three pre-season games. Um, he used to call him David. He said, David, you're going to play first game. Um, I think it was against Dunfermline, I think. He said, Perry, you'll play the second game. And then what happens in those two games, I decide who plays against Celtic in the big game at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. So your dad played um, – sorry, yeah. Your dad played in the first one and didn't play particularly well and we beat Dunfermline. I played in the second one. And we beat Morton 1-0 and I played quite well and I scored the winner. So what you think is, well, that's Andy. You know, I've played quite well. Rocky's had like, a bit of a dodgy game. I've got every chance here. So I go and phone my dad on the pay phone after we've beaten Morton 1-0 and I've scored. So there's a, there's a queue and I'm the, la- I'm the last in the queue. So you get your 50Ps, your 10Ps, whatever. So I speak to my dad. And bear in mind, I'm 21 talking to my dad about football. <laughs> I'm still phoning my dad. Saying, so he said, how'd it go, boy? So I went... Actually, Dad, yeah, written really well. Played all right, good work. I said, but I scored the winning goal. I said, uh, my final ball was pretty good. Um, the gaff was happy. I said, the major result is Rocky. He's had an absolute stinker in the game before me. I said, so I've got every chance now playing on the Saturday against Celtic. And he went, what do you mean? I said, well, Rocky just kept giving the ball away and the gaffers hammered him at, at the end of the game. And I've played really well. I said, so I reckon I could start the season. So he went, all right, boy, you know, good luck, blah, blah, blah. So I put the phone down, turn around. Who's staring at me, waiting to go on the phone? Is your dad. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hashtag a little bit awkward, a bit awkward like that. I went, all right, rocket like that. And he had you know, his massive grin he had on his face, his big saucer brown eyes. Like He went, purse. He said, well, he went, by the way, you weren't that effing good. He said, and the second, and the second thing... There's no effing way that you'll be in the team at the start of the season. You have got no chance, right? And I said, all right, see you later, Rocky, like that. And he was laughing his head off. And he went, you make me laugh at that. And your dad was 100% right. He started the season (laughs) and got himself in the England squad. But there was no, like, typical your dad, there was no, it was just, he knew it was just football. You know, he knew it wasn't personal. He knew it was nothing like And we were like, Really good mates. And if it wasn't for your dad, I might have played another 100 games for Arsenal. <laughs> he ended off with the bitterness. It was such an uh, uplifting story. And then the bitterness. Yeah. Ryan, <laughs> no, by nothing. the way, I, I mean, between uh, Perry and I, we haven't even really given you a chance to say anything. But uh, it, it's great to have you back on. Oh. Um, and, um, you know, we uh, we missed you this morning when we had Max and John on. Uh, I, I see that John is in the, uh, is in the chat right now. But... Uh, uh, I did. I did tell you a little bit about their story and and what yeah. had happened, and uh, just a really uplifting hour we had talking about the the Arsenal fan base coming together, and and you know it's just it's just been such a great year or so getting to know you and, and you know on a on a bit more of a kind of a personal level, learning about your Arsenal history and uh, mm-hmm. and you know how you became a fan pretty much after your dad's passing, and and. Um, and, and I mean, you're Arsenal through and through, as far as I'm concerned. Despite your, you know, the QPR days, but um, <laughs> how you been in the last couple of weeks? How's how's uh, the the COVID situation yeah. treating you and your family? 
Yeah, it's been okay for us. Uh, obviously, others not not so good. Um, you know, but I think I think things are getting back in England anyway. That I don't know where Perry is, but where I am, they're feeling like they're normal until until somebody some says that you know they've been pinged by this app or something and they're having to self isolate. But for me, yeah, I'm 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 pretty good. I I'm gonna have my second jab. At the end of the month so yeah it's i'm okay nice. thank you um and um so so we we we've been kind of talking about arsenal but not so much i mean not not the current day arsenal so yeah. much lately but uh you know if there's, anyone in the, if there's anyone in the chat that wants to pop in and say hi to to, to perry or, or to ryan please do go to gooneropenmike.com um just a, a quick reminder that we are doing this to raise money and awareness for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, again, it's, it's touched so many of us. Uh, I know I could speak for Ryan uh, uh, and, and myself saying, you know, what the, what happened with our, with our parents to blood cancers. Uh, we, we really need to stop happening to other families and at least support the ones who are currently dealing with it. But uh, we are at a, a grand total of $4,843 of a $5,000 goal. Um, we really need to hit that goal. We're getting really close here. Uh, so anything that you can do to help, many of you have already donated, obviously, and we, we're not asking for any more. But, uh, but please, please do what you can and, and, uh, and help us reach that goal. Um, any questions from uh, from the chat uh, that we have? Uh, one of them from Zamir. Can we say hi to Jared too? <laughs> <laughs> have we have we not have we have we not been letting you talk? I guess no. I, you know what? When when Ryan and Perry come on, I'm I'm more here to listen. I, I would much rather hear some of the stories, and I'm sure everybody who got on the chat for this hour would much rather hear from those guys than me. So I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of enjoy with everybody else and kind of take a seat in the audience and, and hear those guys tell some really cool stories. Well, then, you know what, then guys, I'm just looking at all of your backdrops with all your pictures. Obviously, Mike, you've got your know, like signed shirt up there, and you know, to your right hand shoulder. And, Jared, and I've and, got you. You were in that in that photo behind and the you. team photo. Then you have got Burkamp. You got obviously Highbury, Ryan. You've got that's Venice, isn't it? Is that Venice behind you? <laughs> that is a little bit of class, my friend. Uh, this is. is does, does this help it a little bit? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. The greatest goal ever. In yeah, the history, that's Perry Groves, right there, my friends. Yeah, that's Perry me. Thinking, I'm glad you're glad that's not me in the middle. Um, because <laughs> getting, getting back to so, have you been to Venice, then, Ryan? That this is I'm in my mum's house. All oh, right, so Janet's been, Janet's been, she's been to Venice. Janet has, yeah, yeah? She, she'll be delighted that you've, you've mentioned that. Do you know what? <laughs> What's random, obviously, like St. Mark's Square is great, the Georgia Palace, and Murano Burano. And when you obviously go on the river taxi. They've got loads of different light stations where you hop on, hop off. Yeah. We was going off to Burano, which is one of the islands, stopping at one thing, and they've actually got um, a station in um, Venice called Arsenal, with an e on e on the end. So everywhere you go, all around the world, there's always there's always something to do with Arsenal. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we're going to bring on someone who who has been an absolute trooper. He's been uh, on, on the air with us at various times. He's been in the chat. He's been supporting us in every possible way he can. And I, I'm sure he has a question for either Perry, Ryan, or both. Uh, good to see you again, Dazzer. Uh, Darren's Hello. in the house. Uh, let it rip, my friend. What, what would you like to ask? And, and we do have a couple of uh, ones from the, from the chat as well. So we're going to make, we're going to make this quick, but 
Yeah, my first question is to Ryan. It's nice to to meet you, and I never got a chance to see your dad play, but just hearing the stories has been incredible to hear. What was the best advice that he gave you when you were young that still sticks to you? At the minute, oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think to be honest, mate, it's more uh, uh, it's more how he acted rather than the advice he gave. So because I was only nine when he died. Um, but it was more just seeing, you know, I always remember how he was with fans, even, you know, when he wasn't, wasn't playing, he'd always want to sign an autograph or take a photo at that age. You don't really understand why, why your dad's, you know, famous, especially back then when, you know, there wasn't like TVs and so oh, there was TVs, but it, you know, not every game was on telly and the social media and stuff. So I just remember, you know, outside grounds and stuff, him always signing an autograph, you know looking after his family, um, you know, the way, he, you know, he looked after my, my mum and my sisters. I think it was more just trying to sort of replicate how in the, the, the way he lived his life, the, those standards, if you know what I mean, as opposed to any advice he actually gave me. Do you know what it was, Dazza? Rocky was a fantastic footballer, right? But more importantly, it was a fantastic human being. And the human being obviously overrides the football and stuff. And he was just class the way, as Ryan was saying there, just the way that he treated people. And someone who was as good as what he was, and trust me, at, at one time he was in the top three midfield players in the country about like a shadow of a doubt. Um, he was just very humble. Didn't think he was better than anybody else. You know what I mean? Which is uh, a brilliant, brilliant uh, quality to have. Yeah, I appreciate you answering the question, Brian. That means a lot no to hear that. I do have one for Perry as well. Um, this is kind of a cheeky question. Who was more of the prankster in the team? Like, everyone has their sort of, like, pranksters, and was there a particular one other that... Than Perry, you mean? What other? <laughs> it was, uh, to be honest, um, Ryan will probably talk to his mum as well. Everybody used to take the mickey out of everybody else. There was, yeah, there was no hierarchy, even if, like, I was... Like, we had our international players, international stars. We mentioned Rocky... Obviously, Alan Smith, Paul Merson, Dave Seaman, Tony Allen. But because they were international stars, there was no clicks. So I could take the mickey out of anybody, but then you get it back. What you try and do, you try and deflect it. So everybody took the mickey out of it. So it was probably me and Merce, probably, I'd say, were, were the ones that um, were, were like the – you could say practical jokers or just getting on everybody else's nerves. It all depends which way. I could, like, see, Merce, I could see Merson being that guy for sure. Yeah. But it was just, um, it was the camaraderie there as well. That, that is the thing. Like, I'm Billy Nobody coming from Colchester. And just because I was giving them a stick, you know, they, they'd try and deflect it on me or, you know, you, you try and just, like, palm it off on someone else. So there was all loads of stuff, like DP in the pants, DP in your socks. So when you're walking around, then you think your feet are going to be on fire. It's all just, it's it's pretty pure old stuff, to be honest. <laughs> but, but, but you have to... Yeah, it keeps you going. It just keeps you having a laugh. And then it was more of the stories of the infamous uh, Tuesday club where it was all out. There's probably 16, seven of us all out at the same time. And then you get in on a, have Wednesday off, getting on a Thursday and all your stories would be told where you ended up, what you did, what time to get in, all that sort of stuff, you know? So we were like, even now, which is quite humbling. We've got a, the boys of 89 WhatsApp group. Um, oh my God. And, and we're like wow. a, can we give away access to that group for the for Greens versus Chance? <laughs> Absolutely not. 
<laughs> there are some things that are that are sacrosanct as my dad exactly yeah and, that, and that's one of them ryan this will make ryan laugh right michael thomas obviously when he was your dad's like like best mate whatever and we all know tomo's a man of very few words yeah. on on our whatsapp group you cannot shut him up he's like a budgie eating trill he's just all the time what's that ping 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 sending jokes through sending memes yeah. through. Yeah. is he the same with you ryan you're like Hold on a minute, Tomo. When really uh, you don't hardly talk. You know what? He, he forwards on a lot of yeah. things. Like that. that you know, so he'll see like a lot of memes and stuff like that. Yeah. Doesn't say anything with them. It's just completely random forward yeah. them on. Yeah. And also, you'll get one at like quarter to 12 at night. And you'd <laughs> like in ping like that. If I know Tomo, are you like the other side of the world or something? Can you like ping it in the morning? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious, uh, Dazzer. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, we've got someone else waiting to talk. Dazzer, to love the top, by the way. Yeah. Little eighty-nine yellow number, yeah. top one. Yeah. That's right. And <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, I have mine, but it doesn't fit me anymore. Uh, it hasn't fit you me, me since nineteen eighty-nine. But uh, but Dazzer, it's good to see you again, and and feel free to mm -hmm. to, to to rejoin us again when when Kev's on in uh, in less than an hour. So okay. uh, we'll see you soon. Um, Joining us from New Orleans, uh, No Laguna, Stephen Feely, the creator of the 89. This, uh, this, this shirt that we have given away a couple of on this podcast already. But, Harry, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but it's it's a shirt that obviously says 89. But if you look really closely at the 89, it is Nine. the Brian Moore call. That is uh, class. Starting with Arsenal come streaming forward. And it's, it's, a, it's a magnificent design. And uh, and and we love that Stephen uh, has has shared some of those with us to give in away. the design of the banana. Very similar, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of does Very look similar. like that a little bit. But Stephen, welcome to the pod, man. Hey, I, uh, I didn't know you were popping me on. You didn't say anything in the chat. I'm sorry. Oh, you were. Oh, you were trying to just come into the chat. And you no, no. Well, I, I I didn't realize. I just I popped in. I thought, yeah, you'd let me know if you're going to put me on because so I was. Well, I'm, I'm at work right now, so I was like, I'll do some work, you know, while uh, and Michael let me know. Well, bam. Well, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. Well, so while you're on, uh, any uh, any questions or comments for Perry or, or Ryan? Um, honestly, I didn't really. I just really want to just like um, just pop on and say hi, and how uh, you know, and um, I, I did while I was Perry like back in the day um, playing. You keep mentioning how handsome Rocky was, mm. and then you being a, a, a ginger man. Yes. You know, was that part of it? Did that make you insecure? No, the thing is, when you're ginger, see your beard, right? Yeah. It's going up like this. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Right. It's all down. It's all down. It's all white flex in there. Coming. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, I was from a young age. Um, I had a thick skin. You realize yeah. that open open season on Gingers. We're the yeah, only absolutely. ones. Don't get in the text. Always, so always, always about the jokes, man. Always exactly. About yeah. So you have to, um, that's why maybe you have to, you know, be quite quick in coming back with stuff so yeah. i always saw myself as being in a quiet taste actually yeah oh absolutely yeah. you're one of my favorites <laughs> you gotta keep the, the ginger the, band of brothers yeah, the way you played and being a ginger like it was just it was it was a joy to watch I'll be <laughs> just then, running but then, around but then rocky came along you know well yeah well exactly well, the thing is i didn't have the silky skills of rocky and the, the foot overs and um you know that technical i was someone who was quick to run around. I think Arsenal fans looked at me when I played and thought, if I play for Arsenal, that's how I would have to play. Yeah. Because you, you don't get, like we mentioned Rocky, then you mentioned Limpar, then you go to Burkamp, then you go to Henri. Those players 
will do things that the normal footballer and normal fan can only dream about doing. And I was yeah. one of them. And you look at them, you think, well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't play like that. Like, but with me, I, that yeah, exactly. I think with if you put the shirt on, you think, well, I'd have to run around like he does. I that's, think it's not like a, a, how Ray Parler would play as well. I yes. Think it, was, it was that you had just enough skill, but it's really all about desire and determination. Exactly. And stamina. Yes. And also I, with Ray, yeah. uh, he's a ginger in denial. I'm sure that he got... <laughs> I've seen him with without his product with in his armor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's got so, less hair now. It's easy to hide it. Yeah. And there's yeah. definitely a bit of tinting going on, a little bit yeah, of long he, he goes out in the sun on his videos he makes. You can kind of see that strawberry creature. Exactly. It's like, oh, nice yeah. try, right? I have one of his daughters, both his daughters, obviously young now. One of his daughters uh, is Auburn redhead, and you're like, ah, that's it is. Yeah, razor. Yeah. exactly it's coming in the through. Genes, that's for in sure. The genes, very much. Um, so. Question from Mark uh, Bacredin for you, Barry. Uh, did, did anyone ever make the mistake of pranking George Graham? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely no chance. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I expected that would probably be the answer. That would be the end of your Arsenal career, I think, if you did that. Paul you? Davis. Right, another brilliant friend of, of Rocky's. Davo was a senior player, brilliant player, left-footed, very well-balanced, one of the older players. He had the temerity to not actually give the gaffer a stick in the pipe, but in an interview sort of questioned some of his tactics or the way we were playing. And I can remember reading it in the uh, back page of The Sun, um, Davis questions or whatever. And I just looked at him and thought, oh, my God, what has he done? So I'm mucking around. We all went in and went, anyway, Davo, been lovely knowing you. You've been a great servant. and But we didn't even have time to say that because the gaffer got in in the morning and said to Davo, see you. You ain't doing this to me. You ain't training anywhere near the first team. And for six months, he was training with the cows and the sheep at London Coney at the top of the hill. Were, were the sheep we, training or were they just there? I mean, the, sheep there. the sheep weren't bad um, at the back post. The cow was quite good at keeping it. So I, he they, played no, like no, Perry, they, they weren't bad. Yeah, oh, very good. Right. So oh, we pretended we didn't hear it. Right. Lack of sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, we, it's been like 20 hours for Mike. At, at, in my best of weight of, of of rested moments, I'm I'm bad with the dad jokes. But after 22 hours of and, and 22, it's, it's, uh, it's impressive. Rest, it was yeah. only that bad. It could be a lot worse. Exactly. But then so, um, we didn't know. We thought he'd left, and then um, Gus Caesar started playing centre midfield. So that sort of thought, oh, Dave, I must have left. And then about <laughs> six, seven months later, Davo starts training with us, and we're like, oh, all right, Dave, how's it going? <laughs> where you been? He went, oh, I've been just trying over there. I'm going. And that was George Graham's way of going, don't you cross me, chap. You ain't flipping. So you learn your lesson. You go, all right, now whatever the gaffer wants, the gaffer, you, you do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so there was no pranks on these uh, massive seven series BMW. <laughs> Mark uh, also has a question for Ryan. Um, now, you know, again, keeping in mind that, uh, I mean, you, you were nine at the time and weren't super into football at that point, but uh, but obviously you know what your dad's style of play was. What what current player reminds you most of of, uh, of Rocky's style of play? Sounds really hot. I'll say I remember when he first came on to the scene, I think my dad's brother, Steve, said at his best, Oxlade-Chamberlain reminded mm. him of, yeah, I get that. Of dad, uh, so and that kind of stuck with me for a bit. And I remember sort of it's when he was playing really well, uh, uh, he kind of had felt like they kind of had a similar ish 
body shape and like quite like really tough, strong, got a few step overs in. So he maybe he has not quite had the career that was expected of him. But I'd say at, at the start he was he was quite a similarish um now playing right now like is well, I, I'm not sure because so many um like so many wingers nowadays are, are inverted so they play like left wing left footed play on the right and yeah. also that yeah, was like, quite like a Pepe, for example yeah you don't really see that sort of anymore uh, as much so it's quite difficult to say do you know what is well, Ryan? It's very, it's it's virtually impossible because wingers, by their nature, are normally seen as a little bit sort of flaky, not particularly that you know, like sort of skillful or you know, take people one v one, but Mercurial. not yeah, but not particularly sort of tough tackling or or hard. Whereas Rocky, even playing in a four four two wide on the right, he had all the stepovers and all the the brilliant tricks and ability one v ones. But boy, was he tough! Boy, could he tackle! He'd, he'd come in from the yeah. from the right hand side, and he'd end up making a three, whether it's Tomo, Richardson, Kev Richardson, and pulled over. And your dad used to go through people, and he used to smash people. And fullbacks normally look to intimidate wingers. With Rocky, it was the other way around. He used to intimidate foot because they'd think, "Well, I can't get at him physically. I can't dominate him that way." And he's doing foot overs, so it's very difficult. Because your dad's got all the traits of a, of, a, of a wide player and a winger, and all the traits of someone who plays centre midfield, so it's it's very hard to get. And, and if, if anybody, we're all goons here, and I always say to people, younger generations, they ask me about Rocky, whatever. I say, there's a clip on YouTube which epitomises your dad is when he scored against Manchester United when he's in picks the ball up in the centre circle. He's got Paul Ince one side, Brian Robson the other. He has a foot over, does a little shimmy. I think it's Ince goes for a burger and a cup of coffee one way. He goes in between them two. They're trying to, like, claw him back. And he looks up, and for about 35 yards, 40 yards, he sort of drive chips. It's not like a chip. He drive chips Peter Schmeichel, who was the best goalkeeper in the world at the time. And it comes down off the crossbar and, like, bounce down. If you just go that, you know, YouTube's great. That one clip, you just go, that epitomises Rocky Rocard. Mm. It's And up at Old Trafford, because... A lot of people score decent goals, not necessarily at big grounds or against the massive teams. That's, you know, again, how you judge people. And it's, like, incredible. Stephen, we're going we're gonna to say goodbye. I'll let you get back to work. And then we've got a couple of uh, housekeeping things to take care of here. Keep your ginger beard going, Steve. Don't Keep it up. You can call your, your, your love child in the chat it, there. It'll, it'll, be great. it'll be great soon. And don't die it either. Stay uh, strong. Okay. No chance, no chance. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Thank All you, right, Stephen, for, for your support. I appreciate it. Love the yeah. shirt. Go to feastees.me. Should I? Can That's I still it. publicize that? You can still publicize feastees.me. Some great stuff on there. Uh, yeah. Mike, I, I messaged you about um, the Rocky shirts. If you wanted to use those for, I was going to uh, give you five Rocky shirts to give away. Well, and and I think uh, we we did discuss. Uh, I think you spoke to Ryan before once about that. Just to, to... yeah, right, yeah, Ryan, right. I know Ryan's seen seen it. Well, maybe he remembers you know this this one. If I can see it on the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, because I mean, it's 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 because of what the event is and everything. And I, I've got the '89 shirts that Mike has, but because you know, people need different size shirts. So, Mike, if you want to add that to your just giveaway, do five draws, whatever you want to do. Brilliant. And um, and I'll send them out to whoever wants them. 
Fantastic. I, I, I truly appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Stephen. And, and uh, I hope and pray that I get to see you in February down in your, in <laughs> your neck of the woods. Like Moscow, do your thing. Let's get to New Orleans, man. All right, man. Take care, bud. Right. Take care. Cheers. All right. So at the end of our 21, uh, we are, uh, let's see what the total is now. $4,843. We're getting really close to the end and we're getting really close to the goal here. Um, We're going to draw for the final Ruth Beck art print, which is the corner flag, very understated, simple, uh, nice, nice uh, piece of art from, from Ruth Beck. And uh, let's, let's see what we get in the randomizer here. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with her work, you can check out Ruth Beck art on Instagram. She's got her full catalog. She, she's a great artist. It's a ton of cool stuff and just a great person who's been super involved this year on Instagram uh, with all the Gunners versus cancer stuff. So I want to give her a shout out because she and, really does awesome person and really great artist. And, and, and does a, a lot of really good causes as well. I mean, she, she's just sent me like, you know, just folders full of, of these prints to give to people that, that cannot normally get them. Because if you go to ruthbeckart.com forward slash arsenal, you can see all the prints. But if you live in the States, you know, the prints are, are very, very reasonably priced. The shipping would not be. So they you, you can't buy them in the U.S., but you can win them uh, from me and and uh, and from Gunners versus Cancer. And, and, and that's uh, something I suggest that you try to do. Uh, all right. So here's the randomizer. The final winner of a Ruth Beck. And if this is a third time winner, we're going to redraw because we, we made a rule about that. Um, the winner of the Ruth Beck art, Steve Manios, which is, he, he is a third time winner and we're not doing the, he's already won a print. So we're going to redraw uh, Steve. So uh, let me, uh, let me get this back here. Let's try this again. The winner of a Ruth Beck art print, Ryan Lordos, uh, a very good personal friend of mine. L- Ryan Lord Lordos, a uh, wonderful guy, and he has now won a print that I can personally deliver to him because he lives in the same vicinity that I do. So congratulations, Ryan. Uh, you have won yourself the corner flag of of, uh, of the Emirates, and, uh, and, and that's a Ruth Beck art. The next three and final three things we're going to be giving away is a is, is a is a Kevin Campbell signed Arsenal kit, uh, a first team kit from the uh, uh, from the current uh, collection of home away and third kits, and uh, and then the grand prize being a first team signed kit from the entire nineteen or twenty nineteen and twenty twenty uh, Arsenal squad. So. Um, I did get a video from from a friend of mine uh, in just a moment uh, or, or a few moments ago uh, that I want to uh, play real quick because it, it's kind of a teaser, as we call it in the business, that I'm not in. Uh, but uh, here, here's the video I got. Magic Mike, oi! I'm going to be seeing you very, very soon. Got to keep you awake with all the guys. So I hope you're well. Sophie's going to be on. I'm going to be on to help you to the end. Take good care, mate. Look after yourself. Well done and keep up the great work. I thought that the video was going to be Kevin, like apologizing for me that he had to cancel. (laughs) I get really nervous about these things, but uh, but he was just literally trying to trying to carry me through on a dicky bow Thursday uh, to the rest of the thing. So he, sh- he should be here momentarily, right, Soph? Yes, he will be. 
I've got to go, right? Yeah. But I'd just like to say, that's the most sense I've ever heard Kevin Campbell speak. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, wherever you're going, tune back into the podcast. You might hear a couple other things from him. But, yeah, see, uh, Kevin's a, a trooper. And, and Perry, thank you so much. Pleasure. Uh, Absolutely, Absolutely pleasure. Was it was it something I said, Perry? No, not at all. <laughs> no, to be fair, no. Is, um, I'd love to. Start, I love the hat, by the way. Oh, love thanks, mate. Hat. Thank you. Very Thank smart. You. And Ryan, say hello to your mum. Yeah, we'll do. And all my love. Yeah. You so much. Mike, thanks, Perry. We'll be Keep in touch about the Perry. Bye, experience. Perry. Yeah. Keep the work. Good work going, chaps. Red one. Don't you ever, Mike, ever put water in a microwave for your tea again. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> Right, I, I've learned my lesson, Perry. Yeah, Good. we uh, we went there, so uh, we. we go I there. love it. I love how that story just lives on. Bye, Thank Perry. You, Perry. <laughs> See you later, guys. Take it easy. Bye. -bye. See ya.